When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prepare to win this season with PFF Fantasy. Pro Football Focus uses our exclusive data on every play of every game to bring you the best fantasy stats and projections. Join PFF Edge for full access to our expert rankings, draft tools, matchup charts, and of course, our award-winning content. Are you a high-stakes player? Join PFF Elite, which includes our premium stats database, Greenline Game Picks, and DFS Optimizer powered by our fantasy projections. Join PFF Fantasy and prepare to win. Sign up now at ProFootballFocus.com. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. Oh man, we're so close, guys. <laughs> um, so uh, my apologies right off the bat for not getting this out sooner. It was a crazy weekend in Vegas. I was out there with Eat Sleep Fantasy, hosting an insane, awesome event with Draft Party USA and Top Golf and all kinds of other things. So big time apologies getting this out earlier, but I wanted to make sure I did everything right. I I, I never want to sacrifice quality on this podcast. So lots of good stuff. This is going to be our offensive breakdown of the loss to the Colts. It was a close one, another close one. We're always in close games. We lose 17 to 23. So we're going to be giving out our MVP, stock up, stock down, updates on the 53-man roster and all those things. And on Wednesday, we will be putting out our defensive episode. And then Thursday, man, short week, we got another game versus the Chargers. And then it's cut down time. So, man, it's, it's going to be busy, busy. So make sure you stay tuned. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit subscribe at the 49ers Rush Podcast, wherever it is you listen to your podcast. We are on everything, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Apple, I mean, iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. So make sure you do that. And also, we've got a fun competition and T-shirts. <laughs> we got a lot of new moving parts coming out with this podcast. So we really appreciate all the support that's been going out there. So let's jump right into it. The MVP of this game Man, this is, you could not have had a bigger night and day performance than our center, Weston 
Richburg, man, he came out and just played absolutely lights out. He was our top-rated player, according to Pro Football Focus. He was exceptional. 88.7 on the offensive side, and just his run blocking was insane. So it, the way their tiered system and their scoring system works, anything 90 and above is considered elite. So you're thinking top three in that position in the entire NFL. And, you know, he had a 91.8 run blocking grade and just was incredible. 45 snaps, he played well into the third quarter. And, and the big thing here is we went into this game, if you listen last week, I said, you know, he had a terrible game, and this raises question marks. So if he comes back out against the Colts, which has a terrible defense, then we need to be majorly worried. Well, he responded, and this is what you want out of studs. And we're paying him like a stud, so he's, he's got to play like a stud. And he did. He, he was incredible. We'll get in more in the O-line play towards the end of this episode, but absolutely awesome. And we got out of this game relatively okay on the offensive side with injuries. Dante Pettis got a bruised knee. Not that big of a deal. Kyle Shanahan said he could possibly go on Thursday if this was a regular season, but there's no need to rush him back. He's not on the roster bubble being a second-round pick. He's just fine. And Aaron Burnbridge, a hamstring, He it, this is a little bit more severe, but Kyle Shanahan said he would be out until week one. He'll be ready to go week one, which is interesting to me because he's a bubble guy, and I have him on the outside looking in, but... I, I don't know. I don't know how much to look into the cryptic language of Kyle Shanahan. They have said things before um, that didn't pan out. If you talk about, like, the Trent Brown trade, oh, no, we love Trent Brown. He's our, he's our tackle. And then they traded him less than 12 hours later. But um, so just a couple things to keep an eye on. Gilliam is still out. Gary Gilliam is still out with the concussion. He's been in there for a while now, and so it, it is dragging on. So we're starting to get a little bit worried about that, but uh, we'll deal with that. Now, a couple things, just big picture before we go into individual player performances. Man, our offense, the 49ers offense, has the highest yards per play and most yards per game in the entire NFL. Joe Fan of 49ers.com tweeted this out. We are averaging 6.4 yards per play, which is by far the most. And 411 yards per game, which is also very much the most. And this is just a trait of Kyle Shanahan. Now, unfortunately, what is also a trait of the Kyle Shanahan offense and perhaps Jimmy Garoppolo, we don't score points. We love field goals. And, man, you know, I, I was on a podcast with El Evan Silva, and he called <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy FG because he settles for field goals a lot. And <laughs> I got a little upset with him. That's okay. I called him out. But, man, this is turning into be a major concern. We are not scoring touchdowns, and we are just averaging 18 points per game despite the fact that we are dominating in yards per play and yards per game. So this is a it's turning into a major question mark that we need to figure out. Now, our starters played seven drives and played into the third quarter. Now, we got three field goals out of those seven drives, but I don't I don't want to put this on Jimmy Garoppolo. He had two drop touchdown passes where we had to settle for field goals there. We, we got a lot of movement. There was We had two three and outs with our starters. One of them was after we gave up a sack, and the other one was a three and out after a penalty. And then a drop pass by Raheem Mostert. So the the offense, our starters were moving the ball pretty good. We just didn't cash it in. 
Uh, we, we've got to improve on that. On offense, that's our biggest critique. The two big things that we were worried about going into this game is the inside road game, run game, which we dominated, and then red zone scoring. So we answered one of those. We, we just got to answer the other ones. Then the backups, we'll get into those. CJ got a couple drives, and Nick Mullins got a couple drives, and so we, we will get there. So real quick, I just want to pause and give you an update game day sports and memorabilia they have been sponsoring us for a while we just want to say thank you to those guys one of the best sites out there no matter if you're a 49ers fan football fan or just whatever fan of anything they have everything that you could ever dream of as far as jerseys posters autograph cards and all those things and it's all fully guaranteed authenticity guaranteed so head over there game day sports and memorabilia.com to check out what they got going on and tell them the 49ers rush podcast sent you uh, we love these guys they gave us that autographed Jerry Rice helmet which was just awesome so uh, we sent that out to a listener to the podcast shout out to Izzy out there um, so Let's get into this. Jimmy Garoppolo had a good game. He did not have his best game. There were times he was out of sync, and there were times his receivers were out of sync. And what I mean by that is this. We look at his stat line. It definitely was not a bad stat line by any stretch. He goes 9 for 19. Now, that's not good, obviously. But he had five drops, five big-time drops, like not even like somewhat drops. Two of those were touchdown passes, so on and so forth. Uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He only had 135 yards. And he got lucky, too, on the interceptions because he did make two very poor reads back-to-back, and both of those could have been interceptions in the red zone. So even though we had five drops on our side, they dropped two for us. But that's why they play defense, right? Uh, one of the best throws that he can make, his probably, which turning into his bread and butter is that pass in that Tampa 2 defense, which is what the Colts run, where the linebackers kind of, they hover over in a cloud, kind of in that 8 to 12-yard range, and then they sit. They usually don't pass 12 to 13 yards, and the safeties are too deep behind them, and there's this cushion, and it's usually in that kind of 16 to 20-yard range. What Jimmy Garoppolo does as well as anybody in the NFL is float that perfect touch, accurate pass, right over the linebacker's head, but in front of the safeties. And he was doing this all game. I, I Anytime, if you pay attention, if you want to be like a sports betting guy or whatever, you want to know when to play players in DFS, if we're playing a zone coverage linebacker team, Jimmy Garoppolo is a must start. Kyle Shanahan and him teamed up will dominate that coverage every single game. So... Now, the drop passes were huge. Selleck had two, Mostert had one, Pettis had one, and Bourne had one for him as well. So that's that's ridiculous. Five drop passes on 19 attempts is just insane. His One of the best passes of the game was fourth and two on a slant route to Bourne. It was a little high, but Bourne's big. So you want to go in high at that area, and he just dropped it. It should have been a touchdown. And again, I mean, it was on fourth and two. Fourth down, Jimmy G is clutch. We just got to step it up. We got to. Um, then he had another great touchdown pass to Hikatini, but he dropped it. So um, it, it's just kind of what it is. He even got out of the pocket and ran a little bit. He had a play-action pass, which I want to talk about this. It, it, man, his play-action is ridiculous. You can never tell if he's keeping the ball or not, which is obviously the philosophy behind that. But what makes his play-action so special is he loves to keep his back to the defense 
And it's those zone stretch plays that are long developing run plays. So you have a full like two seconds where the linebackers are frozen or creeping up. Which again, as I said earlier, the best pass that he makes is right over the linebacker's head. And that just creates such a huge cushion for him to target into. And I, I just love it whenever I see that. Cole Wick, man, <laughs> there was one play where it was third and three. And Jimmy Garoppolo got to his fourth read with a guy grabbing his shoulder pad. And he got it to Cole Wick for a first down. Now, let me tell you this. We're not running a lot of pass plays where Cole Wick is the design target. This was just the first few reads were off. Pressure was in his face. But he just scans the field so well and got it. Got the first down. Uh, I talked about how he had two bad back-to-back plays. But again, the big thing for him, if... If you want to like criticize what Jimmy Garoppolo has done, he has looked amazing this preseason. The only issue, as we said earlier, red zone production. So we will see week one, and we are playing against the best red zone defense in the entire NFL. It's just what it is with the Minnesota Vikings. So um, C.J. Beathard came in. He didn't do. He had his best performance of the preseason. Nick Mullins, it's been the Nick Mullins show for a while, but CJ came in and played lights out. He goes 7 for 8 for 83 yards. Now, he doesn't get a touchdown. He didn't get an interception, but that wasn't really on him. He did his job. And I've said over and over again, he comes in on his first play, and he got lit up. He was slow to get up off the ground. He got hit on that first play. But after he gets hit, CJ Beathard calms down. I really do want to like email the coaches and say, let this guy just take – one hit from Reuben Foster, and then after that, he'll be a freaking MVP. So he pops up, and he just goes back-to-back amazing throws, and just, man, he looked really, really good. So we got a couple field goals out of his drives, and he threw a strike to Richie, gain for a huge, Richie James for a huge gain, and he even hit Bourne on an outright route, which might have been his best throw. It was the opposite. Um, we were on the opposite hash. He stepped back in his drop and just fired a laser against zone coverage uh, right in between the flat defender on the sideline and the hook-to-curl defender on the hash. And, I mean, it was just a strike on the money. It, It was awesome. So hats off to CJ. It seems like he is going to keep his second um, quarterback job. It was a little in the question there for a little bit, but he will probably start next week and will get the first half, whereas Nick Mullins might come in the third quarter, maybe all the way into the fourth quarter. And Nick Mullins, man, he was Nick Mullins. The only touchdown drive of the entire game for us, he is responsible for. He goes four for six, 62 yards, but he did throw an interception when we were down um, six points and he was trying to drive all the way down an 80-yard drive to tie it with a minute left, he forced a deep pass over the middle and it got intercepted. But, man, he just produces every game. His first play, and he's playing with the scrubs. Like His very first play in, our offensive guard gets blown up and he gets stepped on and fumbles the exchange just because the defender's in the backfield so quick. But... So we lost the ball there, gave up a field goal. Then he comes out and throws one of the best deep balls I've seen him make to Aldrick Robinson, and then we get the uh, right down to the goal line, then we rush it in for the touchdown. But awesome job by Nick Mullins. I mean, he just scores touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It is what he does. Um, Now, before we get to the running backs and wide receivers and O-line play, I wanted to let you guys know we are going to have a new FanDuel competition. It is a $2 competition. 
100 people can enter into it, and the winner makes some big-time money um, and then also gets a T-shirt, a 49ers Rush T-shirt. It is going to be an absolute blast and just a way for us to kind of have a good time and joke around. So what you need to do is go to fanduel.com slash 49rush, the number 49rush, fanduel.com slash 49rush. It's only $2 to enter, and if you win the contest, you get $50 and a 49ers Rush t-shirt, which I'm having them design right now. We are about ready to go with that. I'll be tweeting that out if you want to see that. Just hit me on JL underscore Chapman. Again, it's 2 bucks to enter, and you get bragging rights over the entire 49ers Rush family, and uh, it's going to be a blast. So uh, head over there. FanDuel.com slash 49Rush, and we will get that taken care of. Now, let's jump back into Alfred Morris. Holy cow, I wanted to make him the MVP just because he played so damn well. We have sucked in the run game this preseason, but not this guy. He comes out and just the first play of the game was his best game, and it got called back. He runs for like 18 yards on this amazing up-the-middle play, and he is just he looks great. He had 17 attempts for 84 yards, no touchdowns, but 4.9 yards per carry. That is incredible. Those are Pro Bowl-type numbers if you can average that. I know it's one game, and we're playing the Colts, who are just atrocious on defense. But he was creating on his own. Our offensive line hasn't been the best, but he averaged, this is an average, 2.8 yards after contact per carry which means he's bouncing off of people, and he looked absolutely incredible. He is not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He is going to be this 53-man roster um, as the third down back. I, I don't. He played so well. I, I would not be surprised if he does not get a lot of snaps next week just because of this. But what Alfred Morris could do is he got five first downs on his own in 17 carries. So he's getting a first down every third carry, which is exactly what you want. This kid is special. Jeff Wilson then came in. Jeff Wilson Jr., he had five rushes for 24 yards. Again, 4.8 yards per carry. Our old line was doing some work. And what's crazy is that he came in right after Morris. He looked pretty good. Um, Mostert got some spot duty, but he dropped a screen pass on the first drive to kill the drive. That was kind of a big deal. He didn't, he didn't get back in there. Uh, he just did special teams after that. McNichols came in late, two attempts for five yards. You know, nothing really special there. But McNichols is a surprising value in this passing game. He caught all four of his targets for 16 yards, and we split him out again. We, we It seems like they don't have a problem going empty and just letting them run routes. He ran a pretty solid stop route um, and got separation and planted. Like, the route looked good. So, McNichols is kind of creeping up and challenging Mostert for that possible fourth spot. I don't think we're going to carry four. I think we're going to carry three, depending on health. Um, obviously, that's going to be the big man, McKinnon, Brita, and then I think Alfred Morris. But after that, I would say Mostert and McNichols are fighting for it. I don't think Joe Williams is making this roster. I really don't think he even has an opportunity. So we will see. If he doesn't play next week, I don't think it's happening. So <laughs> McNichols is fun to watch, though, because he, he he likes contact a little too much. He's not very elusive. He's a powerful downhill runner. He got blew up three times. I mean, totally blown up. Now, check was great. 
He only um, had two catches for 21 yards on two targets, but he was just amazing everywhere. Graded out 92.2 on Pro Football Focus. Again, anything over 90 is elite. He played great. Pierre Garçon, man, he showed out. And it's interesting because he had two catches on 60 or 62 yards on three targets. But he created on his own. Half those yards, 32 yards after the catch. This dude, he took off. And his big catch wasn't even targeted to him. It was supposed to go to Goodwin, and he stole the catch. But it's nice to see Pierre getting some targets. And, man, he's looking better and better as this preseason goes along. Goodwin's Goodwin. He has been consistent since day one at training camp. Um, three catches, 75 yards on four targets. Continues to be the first read on the majority of pass plays. And separation galore. I mean, it's it's unreal. He had a circus catch on the sidelines where I, I'm pretty sure he, was, he caught the ball out of bounds. But one of the great things, man, this offense is starting to do things we did not see last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. They had a pre-call where Jimmy just called out the, uh, hey, rush to the line. We're just running a play so they can't challenge it, and it worked. Their head coach, the Colts head coach, was trying to, Frank Reich, to challenge the call. He was thinking about it, but he just hesitated too much. We got up there, snapped the ball, got it off, and got to keep the gain. So little things like that just show you how much our offense is clicking because that's something you have to practice, and it takes time, and we executed it perfectly. Kind of bad news is Pettis with his injury. He was one catch for eight yards on two targets. He dropped a touchdown pass. He was a little contested. It was great coverage, but it hit him in both hands. It wasn't an easy catch, but he should have had it. And and this is rough because you got a guy that didn't drop one pass in his entire college career, four years starting at the University of Washington, and now he has one drop in three straight games. Now, the reason why I'm not too concerned about this is he's going to stay in a reserve role for us. He's going to be getting plenty of targets and plays designed for him. But he keeps getting insane separation on almost all of his routes. Whether the ball's going to him or not, he's by himself out there. And more so than anybody else on our team. So he is going to continue to be a guy that has an opportunity to get the ball. So even though we're having some issues... He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Now, a couple other guys I want to talk about. Bourne, he uh, dropped that touchdown on a slant route. He still played pretty well, just pretty well. He had two catches, nothing really special, 21 yards. He is just kind of like a big-bodied slant receiver, and that's just kind of what he is becoming. He He's going to make this roster, and it's possible he could come in just on goal line work and short, short down work, short yardage downs, just because... He's such a big body. Richie James looked great. He didn't come in until much later, but three catches for 75 yards on four targets and 30 yards after catch. He caught this pass coming across the middle and just hit the afterburners, man. He disappeared, which was awesome. Um, You know, it's good to see him playing, but again, he's getting work with third teamers, which is where he needs to be. Um, I do think that he makes the roster as a draft pick. However, you know, we go back to week one of the preseason when Trent Taylor was out. Richie James was taking snaps with the first team. And I'll have a problem with them starting. Um, it's just the competition ahead of them is pretty intense. Trent Taylor's ahead of them. Dante Pettis is ahead of them. That's just what it's going to be. Uh, Selick, the tight end. Let's go over to the tight ends. Not a great game uh, from really any of the tight ends except for Cole Wick. Cole Wick balled out. 
And if Kittle is not ready with his shoulder, Cole Wick's making this roster. And it's possible Cole Wick has moved up in front of Cole Hikatini. So we got two Coles fighting out for that third tight end spot. It's like a 50-50 race because if Hikatini, the only reason why he makes this roster is because he's such a strong receiving threat. But if he's dropping touchdown passes from your starting quarterback, uh, that's a huge flaw. Um, Cole Hick. Colwick can can block much better and brings a lot extra. So we'll see what happens. I really do think that this competition for that last tight end spot, if Kittle is healthy, will come down to that fourth preseason game. So um, Garrett Selleck, man, decent run block, but he had two drops, and they were on big plays too. And his body language is getting rough. He's one of those guys where he wears his uh, – Kind of emotion on his sleeve, if you will. And whenever he drops the ball, he his hands go to his head. His body language is terrible, and I get it. But, like, you got to shake that off. And you can totally tell that first drop, it stayed with him for that whole game. So, offensive line play, man, our offensive line is it's looking better every week. And they're starting to get healthy, and we're getting a little bit more depth. Again, I already talked about Weston Richburg. He looked amazing. And he got called for a penalty Jimmy Garoppolo scrambled out of the pocket, and the players were running, so he looked backside, and he just destroyed this guy. He got called for a penalty, um, a blindside block, but, I mean, he laid this dude out hardcore. 91.8 run blocking grade from Pro Football Focus is beyond unreal. So, great game from him. This was probably one of the best takeaways from this entire game, offensively or defensively. We have a center. And if we could just get his consistency up, we're going to be okay. Joe Staley, looking good. He gave up a pressure. He got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo hit in the third quarter. But again, so solid. <laughs> Gets movement every play. Uh, very, very good. Tomlinson, two highlight reel blocks to start the game off. He came out, fired up, and looked awesome. Drove his man five yards off the ball in back-to-back plays to start the game. Uh, one of the plays got called back, not because of him, somebody else. But, um, I mean, this guy, he's a stud game. He's, he's just, he is turned into, man, great job by the, <laughs> the coaching staff and front office to sign this guy. McGlinchey's for real. This kid's special. He controls his blocker on every game. The problem is he doesn't get a lot of movement a lot of times, but he still mates the heck out of him. Pearson got the start at right guard. He looked okay, not great. And he was alternating series with Garnett. And, and, man, it's just rough. I wish I could combine both of them. Pearson's much better pass blocker. He he's he stays in his position. He gives up a little bit of uh, grass. He gets pushed back a little bit. But, man, he's so great in the pass, block, in pass blocking. Garnett's so great run blocking. He's knocking people all over the place. But, man, he's just his pass sets are just weak. His balance is weak. His athleticism is weak. He is a power guy. So, I don't know what we're going to do here. And then Jonathan Cooper, he got work at left guard. So that, that makes me think that Garnett or Pearson are going to be the starting right guard. Right now I'd probably vote Pearson, but Garnett definitely has a higher ceiling. And Cooper's going to be, I don't know, maybe he gets cut. We're, we're not keeping three guard-only players. We, we need somebody to be a center there. That's going to be Magnuson. So Magnuson's safe. Pearson probably is safe as well, but I don't think Garnett and Cooper stay. So we'll just have to see what happens there based on health and things like that. Shelton got some play late, and he was awful. One of the worst 
games that you could probably have. I don't want to talk too much about him just because he's not like a real big player and he's not going to make this roster. So that kind of breaks down exactly all the stuff that was going going on. And again, on Wednesday, there will be another episode out where we break down the defensive stuff and kind of what was going on there. Man, our defense looked pretty, pretty good. I ain't going to lie. And again, just to remind you, head over to FanDuel.com slash 49Rush. Sign up for that competition. We're going to have an absolute blast. It's going to be fun. And uh, bragging rights. I'm going to give you a shout-out on here if you win. And you get a T-shirt. So that is all there with $50. Man, how do you not do it? So head over there sign up. Stay strong, faithful. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.